Thank you, brother. Turn with me, if you would, to Romans, the first chapter. Romans, the first chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. We welcome you to live streaming this morning. We've already got four or five that have checked in this morning and uh, pray that the Lord will see fit to bless them. Romans, the first chapter, I'm only going to read two verses from this chapter. I'm going to read the fourth verse. It says, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And then I'm going to read the 16th verse of this same chapter. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth and to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for the, your word. Thank you, Lord, for the gospel. Hadn't been the gospel preached to me many years ago, I would not have never known about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he is, what he does. Pray today we can get this point across, Lord. Pray that you'll give me the breath I need, give me the strength I need to do what I need to do. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. The title of my message tonight, this morning, is the power, the power on the tree. Now, I call it a tree. I know most of you choose to call it a cross and that's fine I called it a tree Peter called it a tree Paul called it a tree we got a couple of three songs that called it a tree and uh, but at any rate uh, all, all we're concerned about today is the power that's on that tree or the power that's on that cross whichever way as we read the text for this message we learn where the power comes from. It comes from Jesus hanging on the tree of Calvary. We learn that the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Of course, this is a good time of year to preach on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. I don't, I, I, I don't, I take every opportunity I can to hold to the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the power that is on the cross, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, what is that great power? What, what, what is the great power? Well, I guess the greatest of that power, it forgives all sinners who come to Jesus for forgiveness. What a great blessing. You know, someday, I, I don't know what it is, what it's going to be like to die. But I know all of us are going to face it. You're going to face it someday or another. And uh, as you see, your body getting weaker and weaker. And uh, we know we're going to face it. But one of great, the great power on, the, on that tree was the power that Jesus had to forgive sin. That's power. 
What is the source of that forgiveness? It is through the faith in His blood, which has been, which had saving power. It was a great apostle who said, "For when we get get without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man." Some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much much more than being now now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And now not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Romans 5, 6 through 11. Romans 5, 6 through 11. That's what Paul said about it. That's how strong, that's how strong it is. Paul, Paul made the, said that, you know, said, I like this last part here. He said, we shall be saved by his life. I'm glad he lives. I'm glad he lives today. He lives today. He's alive today. He he didn't necessarily resurrect from the dead this morning. I heard a Catholic priest say on television this morning, he resurrected this morning. No, he didn't. He resurrected some 2,000 years ago. But it was on uh, it was on uh, the this day of the week that he resurrected, and uh, I, I like what others have said. I think Brother John Pruitt made a statement that how could how could anybody be on the three days and three nights from Friday till Sunday? Well, I'm not going to argue that point. Only thing I'm thankful for is that he was there, and I'm thankful that he came off of it. I'm thankful that he saved my soul, and I'm thankful that he saved people right in this building today. If you're here and not saved, I pray that the Lord will see fit to save you today, will show you your way. It, it, it fixes our for our service. His death on the tree of Calvary opens the door to a lifetime of service. We have we have something to serve. We have him to serve. And it's a lifetime of service. It's not it's not something you do for a while and then and then quit it. And a lot of people just have a terrible time. His death on the tree of Calvary frees us from the power of Satan. It was the great apostle who told the Colossian church, blotting out the handwriting to the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took us out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Colossians 2 and verse 14. What a great blessing. You know, how many of you, don't raise any hands, but how many of you want to live under the old law? You don't want to live under the old law. Did you know what happens? Some of you maybe don't know it. What happens under the old law? If you have an unruly child, 
under the old law, and most of us have been unruly time or two in our life. If you had an unruly child, according to the law, you, that child was given over to the priest, and the priest took them outside the camp and stoned them to death. That was, that was the old law. But thank God that Jesus nailed all that, did away with all that. We're not under that anymore. Uh, it's sad to say, but as I've said here, there are those who think we should keep the Mosaic laws, but they are legalistic. There are those out there. We had a man in our church here at one time that felt like that we ought to keep the legalistic laws. Felt like we ought to, we ought to keep the laws, the Mosaic laws. They're, they're good, they're good for us to think about. But no, we're not, we, we don't have to keep those anymore. We don't have to keep those anymore. Oh, Jesus nailed those to his cross. Satan would destroy all of us if he's given the power to do so. But thanks to Jesus, who died on the tree of Calvary, it will never happen. Satan will never be able to destroy us. He, he would love to. Satan would love to send something down today and destroy every one of you. He would love to destroy me. He would love to see me gone. And uh, but he's not going. He's not going to be able to do that. He can't do that because of the power that's on the tree. The power that's on the tree says no. You can't. The power that's on the tree told uh, told uh, Satan to by our brother Job told Satan said uh, you can do anything you want to to him but don't kill him. Satan, Satan had power to remove the, the wall that the Lord had put around that Job, but he didn't have power to kill him because the Lord told him that not to, that he didn't have that power. Told him not to have that power. His death on the tree of Calvary is the faith of our salvation. That's what we believe. We, we, we believe today, we believe today not only did he die, but we believe that he rose from the dead. We believe he died on a tree. I believe every word of it. I believe he died on a tree, but when it was, that's not, that's not for me to worry about. How long ago it was, that's not for me to worry about. That's for the people who want to come, who want to argue about those things. But we do know, I believe with all my heart that he died on the tree. I believe that he was resurrected on, on uh, the third day. And I believe he's alive today. I believe he's living today. And I believe he's living today so that he can so show forth his salvation to all those who are in need of it. Pray the Lord will see fit. The great apostle Paul said, but what saith it? The word is nigh even, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which is, which we preach. That if, if, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in the, 
with thy heart and that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. What it says, I can't help it. If that's, if that's too easy. I can't help it. That, that's easy. That's easy, but I can't help that. He says, and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Can you believe that today? Can you believe that today? If you can believe that today, then you're going to be saved. You will be saved. If you've never been saved and you believe, you believe it, let us know about it. We're going to have a song here in just a little while. Let us know about it. Let us know about the fact that you have trusted the Lord as your Savior. We want to, uh, he says, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's why you come forward. That's why you come forward after. You come forward because you want to trust the Lord as your Savior and let people know that you trust in Him. You want, you want to declare Him. That's how you declare Him. You come forward here. He says, For with, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. Romans 10, verses 8 through 10. This is the sinner, this is that the sinner must realize that he or she is a sinner. You're a sinner today. All of us are sinners. We're all sinners, but I tell you, folks, I'm thankful to God today. I've, I've committed some sins that I'm ashamed of. I've committed some sins since I've been saved that I'm ashamed of. But I'm not ashamed of the Lord. I'm not ashamed of what he did for a stupid man like, for somebody as stupid as I am, for somebody as weak as I am. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that the Lord has seen fit to save everyone that came, comes to him because I certainly did. 56, 57 years ago, I went to him. 58 years ago now. 58 years ago, I went to him. 58 years ago, as a sinful human, matter of fact, the week before I was saved, I was doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing. The week before I was saved, I was doing some things I shouldn't be doing. The week before, Brother Jim Jeffries knocked on my door. Brother Robbie Jeffries' daddy knocked on my door and said, I want to tell you about Jesus. And he did. He's gone on now to be with the Lord. I was, I was visiting with him the day before he passed away. He was in a military veteran's home there in Kentucky. And I went to see him and talked to him. 
I told him before he passed away. I said, I'm so thankful you came to me. I didn't know he was coming that day. Rhonda had already been telling me a lot about Christ. She showed me a lot about him. But I'm just glad that Brother Jim Jeffries came that day and talked to a terrible sinner. Terrible sinner. Talked to one that I don't tell this very often. I've done some terrible things. You don't want to know them. You don't want to know what I've done. And I don't want to know what you've done. All I want to know is that you know Jesus as your Savior. And that someday, someday we're all going to go to heaven. Someday we're all going to leave this world. This world's not my home. I look forward to my home. This world's not my home. This world is not my breath. My breath is the Lord's. He's taking care of me. Don't worry about me. He's taking care of me. He let me preach this message. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even breathe when I walked in this building today. And I pray that the Lord will see fit. Bless you. Let's all stand if you would. And